This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. It's like it's always been the podcast patrons who cut the vision of giving, beginning with Patreon itself, out of their private means. Some of you little precious ones have that little pizza money, some of that little money set aside. Assure tonight your support of Tom and Cecil by giving it to the show and speaking that. Say it. Guys, this is for congratulations on your 400th episode. Hey, Cecil and Tom. This is Stephen Hines, author of Rebirth Defect, my journey from Catholic altar boy to teen atheist to adult Christian metal evangelist and back to atheism. And I'd like to wish you a happy 400th episode. Glory hole, motherfuckers. Hey guys, it's Michael Schaefer from Reasonable Risk Podcast. Congratulations, 400 episodes. Never would have thought that Eli's best friend and a random goon could last so long. Glory hole. Congratulations, Cecil and Tom, on your 400th episode. Glory hole. Congratulations, Cognitive Dissonance. On show 400. From the Missionary Position Podcast. Glory hole, motherfuckers. Hey, Tom and Cecil, congrats on 400 episodes. Um, this is Mike with uh, Mike and Sarah's Best Picture Podcast. We watch, uh, we're watching all the Best Picture movies, and we uh, record an episode about each in chronological order. Uh, so feel free to check us out. Uh, congrats again. Glory hole. Hello, Cognitive Dissonance listeners. This is Garrett Harvey. And Tim Richardson. From the Why I Hate This Album podcast, wishing Tom and Cecil a happy 400th episode. But since cognitive dissonance only takes up an hour of your week, why not spend one of the remaining 167 hours listening to our podcast, Why I Hate This Album? Shameless plug! Over 350 episodes ago, I gave you a crappy four-star review. Sorry about that. I deserved that tongue lashing. Happy 400th. Hey, Tom and Cecil. Happy 400th episode. I love you guys. Glory hole. Hey, Tom. Hey, Cecil. Devil Dog Josh. Wishing you guys a happy 400th episode at the Glory Hole. Enjoy yourselves. Keep the last rolling. And also, at the same time, I would fucking love an episode of you guys just talking about all the times you nearly died. I would share mine, too, because holy fuck, I got like over a dozen. They're fun. Oh, besides that, thanks for the last Glory Hole. Bye. This is Amy with a Y. And Amy with an I. Your arch nemeses from the Secular Soup podcast calling to say that even after 400 episodes, we're still better than you. Cogdis sucks. Eat your soup, bitches. Happy 400th episode to you. Happy 400 episode to you. Happy 400th episode. Glory hole. Happy 400 episode to you. Hey, Tom and Cecil. I just wanted to say happy 400th episode. Uh, I'm a recent atheist, and you guys just kind of helped me figure out who I am and like what I want to be in the world. So uh, thanks. Uh, glory hole, motherfuckers. Hey, Tom and Cecil. This is Brentley. I just uh, want to say happy... Uh, Congratulations on the 400. That's fucking crazy. Uh, you uh, want to check out our show? It's uh, Unapologetic, spelled with an X, 
uh, on SoundCloud and Stitcher, and uh, you know, so we're just a mixed couple, and you know, uh, we talk about all the uh, atheist issues and fucking uh, just all sorts of cultural issues and shit like that. So if you want to check it out, it'd be fucking awesome. But uh, love you guys. That's a fucking awesome, fucking glory, fucking whole motherfuckers. Hey, Tom and Cecil, this is Doc, the atheist pal from the south. I just wanted to call and uh, wish you guys a happy 400. That's amazing. Uh, thank you for making it uh, a little bit more bearable that I live in this shithole of a fucking state. Glory hole, motherfuckers. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news. What you doing over there, Cecil? What are you doing? Oh, that's dangerous. Playing with your keys during the intro. I was silent. Just, I was mo- silent like a game of operation. I was moving them like the crane game. I didn't want to interrupt you, and I didn't want to make the sound. That like I didn't like, want to be like David Smalley in studio, like when you're <laughs> just banging on everything, slamming on yeah, stuff. Exactly. Like it's the first day you've been around a microphone. Yeah, yeah. That was like reverse operation. Yeah. That's what that was. <laughs> you know, instead of like instead of like pulling the fucking funny bone yeah. out, you were like pulling the keys, the keys out. out. Yeah, it was very yeah. nicely done. That yeah. makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's dark in here. It's political. And I've been interrupted. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> and there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 401. And one. Of Cognitive Distance. This is uh, Seth Andrews was from The Thinking Atheist. He was in studio. He was, he was a great guest. We, we had him out. He was nice enough to come to the Windy City and enjoy our winter. Yeah. So, <laughs> and yeah. we recorded with him for such a lengthy yeah. amount of time that uh, not only is he the uh, guest for 400, um, but he is now the guest for 401. So we have a couple stories with Seth. We're going to introduce him to Alex Jones this episode. Um, that's coming up later. We're also going to do an interview with him. Does so. inter- is that is that a I mean, we introduced him to Alex Jones. Is that... Like, do we send a? Do we send the apology card now? I know that he knew who Alex Jones was. Do we send the apology to his wife? So now? I feel like I feel like we didn't introduce. We just reintroduced him again. Like, when do we apologize <laughs> for that? Although I, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's a gift. Yeah, he loved it. Uh, he thought it was great. Who doesn't? He thought it was great. So. Do you know what my life goal is? I don't. To be on that show. To be on Infowars. I think we should. I think we should invite Alex Jones to come in. Holy studio. shit, that would be amazing! I think we should invite him to come in studio. He would be. Oh, oh my god! I just need to. I, need, I, a think, moment, I, I need a moment to process I that think idea before the end of the night. Either Tom and him are shirtless and drunk, <laughs> or Tom and him are fighting <laughs> shirtless. I I just know we're not wearing shirts. Yeah, like somebody's. That, no matter how that night ends, I I think it's more the latter though. I think you guys would get into a fist fight because he's. Have you seen him get yeah. interviewed? Yeah. And he's super mean and he's 
shitty. And so he would be. Are, are you suggesting that I want I wouldn't tolerate that super I, well? I think that I think that that there would I be would a there would be a fight. I would just be sitting back. I'd videotape it. Right? I'd be like, whatever, guys. That would yeah. be a great live yeah. stream. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, here we go. It's you gonna, know what? Like, I he he would be something to like. He's a he's a he's dense a guy. He's beefy, like, like he's like a big thing. dwarf. Yeah, right. <laughs> and my axe, <laughs> like you broke your axe yeah. in the scene prior. Anyway, yeah. it's not a value. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna be back later on. We're gonna have Seth on, and then he's gonna talk about Alex Jones. We're gonna talk about Alex Jones. Then we're gonna have an interview with him, talking about his current projects, and then we're gonna come back, talk about patrons, talk about uh episode 400, 401 and do some emails. So, uh, so enjoy us with Seth pre-recorded. A thousand years ago, there was a great conjunction. Three suns lined up. Another great conjunction coming up. Anything could happen. The whole world might burn up. A great conjunction is the end of the world. Oh, the beginning. This story is also the raw story. Jerusalem expert slams Pence for treating his city like an end of days biblical theme park. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> Jerusalem is not a theme park. <laughs> it, you got to ride the holy roller coaster. That's I, the. Did he leave? Did 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 Mike Pence holy leave? Holy roller coaster. <laughs> holy roller. All right. Is the joke? It's holy roller. You know, it's like you know when you call somebody very religious. Tom, I see a holy you call roller. A holy roller. And then and then you just add coaster at the park. end. You just add the coaster at the it's end. Then it's holy like. That's how it works. Go on. No, go ahead. No, you just ignore my joke. No, it's cool. It's it's fine. I just wanted to comment that Mike Pence is unnaturally smooth. Like, (laughs) did you guys know? You've ever noticed that he like has no facial features except for the ones. He's like punched out of Play-Doh. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we'll put a mouth here. (laughs) This is your thumbnail. You know, it's just, it's like, he's like manufactured by an alien. Who's like, this is about what I think they look like. He's made on a Play-Doh and he's rolled behind the couch and he's got the frizz, (laughs) like like the the, the stuff, the fuzz that's underneath the couch from the cat. That's on his head. Like, like it's so weirdly smooth. (laughs) It's like, it's like somebody took like a baby's ass and put an eyeball on it. Like it's just (laughs) thanks to the two of you from this day forward. This is all I will ever see. (laughs) When I see Mike Pence. God, I I saw, I looked up and as you were describing the the image, I was like, oh my God, they're absolutely right. Now, what's scary about this? And this has been going on for a while. Now, when you were when you were religious, was it a lot of revelation stuff in the religious stuff? That you were? was, yeah. yeah okay. we, we did a lot of end times theology and Yeah. You know. So a lot of these people are starting to think like he's really sort of setting up a lot of the like doing a lot of fulfilling of prophecies to make the end times come about. I mean, like, and these people that believe that there's yeah, an really end times, yeah, or they're happy, or they're about happy, it. About yeah, it not worried. They about think it. there's an end times, and they think he's sort of putting all the pieces in place for an end times to happen. Yeah, I'd actually like to hear your experience. Like, were like the people that you knew that were like end times revelation interested? Were they pro end times, or were they like worried about it? They, honestly, they had a lot of. Cognitive dissonance. Uh, <laughs> they, they, bum, had, bum, bum. they had a lot. Of, I mean, it was a, you know, it's an odd thing. It's like the, the people who believe the most in heaven in the faith are the ones who seem most afraid of death. It's just this weird paradox, right? Mm-hmm. And this was the same. They're, they celebrated and couldn't wait for Jesus to come back. And at the same time, they were all freaked out about Jesus is going to come back. And it, it's, it's that way, you know, everything they would read in the paper, you know, Prophecy is always fulfilling in in hindsight. 
when you take and bend whatever headline there is right. into whatever scripture or whatever sermon that you happen to hear. And in, especially in our family with my father, you know, the legitimization of Israel as as the state and God's chosen people all coming together. This is, again, one of the dominoes that must fall. And after a series of them all fall, then we hear the trumpet and Jesus comes back. And and we would say on at face value that, you know, we couldn't wait to go to heaven and we can't wait to all be together. But at the same time, I think, in, at least in my own experience, we we were just fine living right here. And we were, actually, <laughs> we were kind of weird about the idea. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about heaven in my churches, they would always talk about heaven in these weirdly nebulous terms. I mean, it's hard to get excited about a place that you don't, you can't really get your mitts on. Can, right? we, can I ask about that, too? Because I'm actually really curious about that, because hell is always described like I, I like I guess I have a better idea of what what a lot of people would think hell looks like. Yeah. Physically. You know, and like what's going to happen when you get there and all the tor- tortures and torments and you know the lakes of fire and right, there's right. like a geography here, you know? Like I'm you know we have this idea and then heaven is just like oh that's really it's good. good. I, I think the same's true with uh, Satan as a character. We have we think of Satan in terms of exact physical features. We even maybe hear Satan's voice. We kind of see a, a character or personality behind Satan. But if you say Yahweh, it's always like what they show in the movies. You know, there's always this meaty Satan character in the whole film. And at the end, there's just a big orange light that comes right, from yeah, the clouds. Yeah, yeah. And it says, I defeat thee, Satan. And you have no idea what God looks like. He's just this nebulous other that you can't really take personally. And and heaven is very much the same way. Um, it makes it harder to look forward to. Yeah. Hell is easy to be scared of, right? You described it. Sounds real bad. Like that yeah. sounds like Florida. Like yeah. it sounds, <laughs> sounds yeah. terrible. It sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds terrible. Yeah. Like not yeah. even Miami. Like just Florida. like the like thing that Pensacola. made heaven attractive. <laughs> the thing that made heaven attractive to us what wasn't the geography of heaven. I mean, you can say pearly gates and streets of gold and mansions and crowns and all that stuff, but it was really more about I, I lost my best friend in a car wreck and we're gonna be together again. I I lost my mother, father, child, and you know, it's all there will be a reunion. That was our heaven in a great many ways. But if you read the actual text of scripture, if you see the Bible's version of heaven beyond all that, essentially we as believers go to heaven and for eternity we kiss God's ass. We say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And we just essentially sing praises to God at Jesus' feet. Oh, it sounds terrible. And I'm like, send me to hell. That's hell. Send me to hell. Yeah. Uh, You know, we had a, it's interesting because when I was a believer and we actually had a, a gentleman on by the name of Drew Be- Beckius. Yeah. I don't know right. if I'm mispronouncing his name. Let's um, ask his mom. That's, <laughs> that's Drew's mom. He came in studio. He wrote a book. And, and so he came in studio and we had a chat with him. And we were talking about, because he's he was he went to Moody Bible Institute here in Chicago. So he was ready to be a, a priest, a pastor. You yeah, know? but once his hormones regulated, it was just Bible. Yeah, then it was, <laughs> it was fine. He wasn't, he wasn't as was moody, moody anymore. Yeah. He didn't have as many tantrums. <laughs> but um, but he uh he was talking about, you know the idea of uh, living forever. And I was talking to him about it. And to be honest, when I was a believer, living forever scared the shit out of me. It scared the, I was, I think I was more terrified of living forever than I ever was about death because living forever for me. um, And I said this on the show before, and it was that, you know, you get to experience, if you live forever, you get to experience the heat death of the universe. Like you get to see everything die and you are still there. That's scary as fuck. Like that's way scarier than one day I just blink out and I'm done. 
Does, and it, re- does it remove some of the urgency to do what needs to be done? Does it take away the preciousness of life when it becomes, yeah. you know, for, mean, if you're ending. forever and ever, absolutely. Right. And you know, why does it matter if I just sit here and watch, you know, a couple of reruns of Seinfeld, you know, it doesn't matter. My, my time doesn't matter then. Right. Cause time is infinite for you at that point. Um, but it's, you know, I will say when I was growing up, I was terrified of the rapture. I was, it was, it was, uh, I would grew up in a, in a Catholic household. My father was Lutheran, but I had friends whose parents were religious and they were afraid of the rapture. So they made, they talked to us about it and they scared the shit out of me as a kid with the rap. Cause I had never grown. I didn't know anything about it. I, and they're adults. So immediately you think, well, they're telling you the truth. Why would this adult lie to me? And I was terrified, absolutely just stone terrified of the rapture. I mean, I was like, you know, nightmares and just freaking out about it and constant like, oh my God, because they, because to them, just like now, the end times is coming. The end times, and it's for them, they're like, all these signs are in place. There's all these signs in place. I had a sixth grade teacher stop the class one day and start talking about how all those signs are in place for, you know, the rapture to come about. Yeah, sixth grade public school teacher stopped class. That's insane. In my math class to tell the story about how... What was the transitional moment? I know, like, I know you don't know, but like, you know, like, you're just like, you're up there, you got your chalk, and you're like, all right, guys. Okay, six plus seven. You know what that reminds me. Uh, know, right? Yeah. No, but he, I, I remember he spent 45 minutes of that class talking about all the different signs that were in this moment. And I remember like being really fucking afraid. Like he was basically telling a ghost yeah. story yeah. to all the kids in class holding the fucking flashlight up to his face. Yeah, you rapture know? theology is used to keep people in check. Yeah. It's used to keep people. I wrote a book in, uh, in uh, 2015 called Sacred Cows. And we, I did a chapter on the end times predictions over the last 2000 years of, I mean, every generation had its prophets who said, this is it people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Plato, we're here. At yeah. the, we're right here at the midnight yep. hour and, and it's going to happen on this date. I mean, how many times was the Herald camping wrong for, <laughs> and that's just in that the last 15 just, years. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, every generation has had this narrative that it's pitched. Every generation has been absolutely wrong. Yeah. And I think this is no exception, but it's still powerful for people who are watching Israel, the state of Israel, the illustri- the Israel-Palestine conflict over land. Well, and it's going to affect our politics. Yeah. yeah. This fucking nonsensical jibber-jabber bullshit is going to affect actual human beings. Like, like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, who cares if somebody wants to buy themselves a Jim Baker slop bucket? You know, you're, it's your fucking money buy your dehydrated corn chowder if you yeah, need whatever, to, right? Yeah. But like we have high these are high stakes situations. Yeah. When you have when you have somebody like Mike Pence, you have the vice president of the United States who goes over to Jerusalem and believes this fucking nonsense and is going to act based on this nonsense being true and has a narrative in his head that he hopes plays out in a way that enforces or reinforces this gobbledygook made up storytelling bullshit. Like this is going to, it's not like this is a stable part of the world where we can afford to make a lot of diplomatic mistakes. Yeah. And didn't they say, he he said that they, they changed the embassy where they were going right. to recognize that was it Jerusalem was the capital instead of Tel Aviv? Is that, is that what they were doing? I, I, I forget which uh, yeah. one it was. They, I'm pretty sure Jerusalem they're saying, the they're saying capital. Jerusalem is the capital. Right. And that's just that's just the reason why they're doing it is just to placate these evangelicals who want to believe that there's an end times. 
That's the only reason they're doing it. They're not doing it for any other reason. There's no political reason to do that other than piss people off and placate fucking evangelicals. Yeah, but the scary thing is, like, if you get the wrong people in power, they can create this apocalypse. I absolutely right? no. I no. And, I know. And, that's what and Bill Maher, I, I think, said that in in, in religious. I think that's how he opens the movie. Is like, you know, people have been saying, you know, that the end times are coming and coming. We are the only. Where this is the time now where we can make that happen. Yeah. I, 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 you know, like, like these are a people who, if they believe it hard enough and, and, and fucking jerk each other off in just the right way, they could, I could see them rationalizing yeah, their, their way it. into saying like, this is what we have to do. Yeah. Right. We are called, we are called, we are the, we, I am a horseman, whatever fucking nonsense language you want to spin around it. And then buzz home. Yep. You can blow the whole thing up, blow the whole thing up. Well, this has been a real pick-me-up. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Seth. <laughs> it just scares me. Man. Thanks for that having me up. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Yeah. Let me let me refresh your whiskey. <laughs> Hang on. I would argue that anybody who argues for sodomy, ask them, is there any life in the rectum? Can two women produce life? And the answer, of course, will be no, then the ultimate goal of life is life. All right, this story is from LGBTQ Nation. Uh, Mike Pence gaslights gay people. I never supported conversion therapy, <laughs> said Mike Don't Pence. Don't look under the blanket. Said Mike Whatever Pence. Do. Don't look at my past record. <laughs> Why do they say this shit that's like, you can just, you can just look it will, up. You, just you can just look it up. Find it. Yeah. And then. You totally did say that. But I mean, I just, isn't the Trump presidency, Trump Trump and Pence presidency, isn't that just like a series of more and more egregious gaslightings? It is. You know what I mean? Like, it really is. Like, he's, he's the guy. Trump is the guy who'll be like, I never said it. And you're like, you literally just said it. Yeah. Trump Trump is like, you wonder if he's like, like hides Melania's car keys. And is like, I don't know where your keys went. Then, then they reappear on the kitchen. <laughs> your keys were right here all along. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Like he's just he's, he's that guy. That's like why she can't leave. She's lost her keys. She's just wandering around. She's gonna buy a tile yeah. and just be like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> Is she counting the seconds till that guy dies? Oh, oh my god! You guys see? Uh, this was months ago, and they were walking uh, toward the uh, the Air Force One. I forgot what country. <laughs> what, tried to and, grab and he hand. tried to grab her hand, and she's like, "Bam." <laughs> She's just like, swatted away on uh, international television. At the at the inauguration, there's a great gif. And I don't know if it's real or not. I haven't looked it up, but where you could see her face just has this most the most horrible look of disgust. And then he turns around and she smiles and then he turns around again. It's just this look of disgust <laughs> appears on her face. Uh, uh, I have this, I have this like daydream that he's gonna have a cholesterol incident. And while he's like laying there, he'll be like having his last and she'll just be like flipping through a magazine <laughs> you know like loudly rustling the yeah. pages so she's tapping can, her watch right, so so he can hear that she doesn't care as the last thing that enters his fucking mind you know you look at the relationship that they had but you look at the relationship between michelle and barack and 
you look at that relationship and you think, man, they really did love each other. Yeah. Like you look at how much they wanted to be around each other. They have big smiles on their face. And then you look at this and you're just like, that's a transaction. <laughs> that's a, that's right? a business transaction right there. There's a, yeah. a new series that they just released on Netflix uh, with Dave Letterman, who looks crazier oh, every five super minutes. super nuts. He looks like what? he just crawled out of the fucking woods. But, really? Wait, what? But he has not lost his skills as an interviewer. And it's just like an hour of David Letterman with long Moses beard, but yeah. David Letterman <laughs> sitting on stage with a live audience with Barack Obama. And they just shoot the shit. They just talk. Yeah. And it it was amazing. I th actually, I think it may be closer to two hours. It was it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, I didn't it, it see was, it. I saw it the other night, but it was only one episode, so I didn't watch it's it. It's on Netflix, and there's one episode, or there was when we watched yeah, last no, week. Yeah, no, they're doing one a month, I hear. Is that it? He's going to do one a month or release one a month. So I want I want to wait until like six or seven it's of them like are in Barack there. It's like Barack Obama talking about his wife and his kids in a way that just, it just draws you forward. And then it makes you ache for what we <laughs> sacrificed him for. <laughs> Right? Third term, right? Constitutional <laughs> amendment, emergency session, somebody oh, call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it is such I need an adult. There has to be an adult somewhere. <laughs> there is it is such a study in contrasts. And yeah. it's it's definitely worth your time. It's on Netflix, it'll pop right up. I think it's probably on their yeah. new releases or something. And I know I'm gonna look wistfully at it because I'm a I'm a lefty, right? So of course I'm gonna look wistfully at Barack Obama. You know, I just look back on the presidents, the previous presidents, and I just don't think any of them were so just gross. <laughs> you know, where it's just know. like, you're just like, like, you can't believe he said that, or you can't believe he did that. Or when he grabbed, you remember when he grabbed that guy by the shoulder and pulled him back just so he could walk, walk in, in front, front of him? him? And or then the way he's he got shakes that, everyone's he's hand, got like that, pulls him yeah, forward. He's got that smug grab. fucking shitty look on his face after he does it, like, mm, look at me. And he's got his <laughs> shaking his fucking head. And you just want to slap the fucking taste out of his mouth. Every moment that guy is, is in the limelight. I cannot stand him. And he, I just feel like, you know, even with Bush, and I hated Bush. I hated I Bush. Did. He scared me. And Bush was a scary president. Even with Bush, I never felt like, God, what a fucking unbelievable embarrassment. Now, I felt he was an embarrassment sometimes when he was like, you know, what was it, Ken? Uh, is we going to get these children to read yeah. or something? Oh, what did he say? Like, like, he's like, no one is asking the question, is our children <laughs> learning? Or why isn't our children <laughs> why learning? Isn't, I forget what he said. God. But it was, you know, there's sometimes that he felt like a total embarrassment. I mean, I had a calendar of Bush-isms. Yeah. Of all of his little Gaffs, folksy yeah. down home sayings of, you know, when he misunderestimated yeah. something. And, <laughs> oh, you like, want a good he, one. Go to his vomit dad. on the Japanese prime minister, too. Yeah. And then he, he almost choked on a pretzel. Yeah. He was hilariously incompetent. <laughs> yeah. Go uh, look up the uh, YouTube uh, montage of his dad's vice president, Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle had a series of gaffes, verbal gaffes. Oh, that yeah. Literally, I, I, I thought my brain cells are self destructing just watching. But there are montages of all the shitty, crazy, bizarre, hysterically funny things that Quayle said during the vice presidency. I got to look it up. It's I awesome. Do. I got to look it up. Q-U-A, see, it's a Q-U-A-Y-L-E, yeah. Dan Quayle. And uh, they've done, and I think they've done this with all the contemporary presidents, but yeah, Bush Jr. and Quayle are my two favorites right now. But I remember watching the, And Gary the, Busey. Yeah, <laughs> do that with Gary Busey. God, his whole life is a gaff. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember watching the movie W. Did you, see, did you see the movie I W? I didn't know. And I remember walking out of that and I was like, oh my God, we're, we're in so much trouble. I would have him back right now. Yeah. I would have him back right now. Because I don't think he was, 
I think he was stupid. I think W was stupid. I do. I don't think he was a smart man. I think he was incompetent. He was in over his head, but he wasn't bad. Even though I disagreed with him on nearly every single topic <laughs> that I think we could ever discuss, I don't think that he was like a fundamentally bad person. Yeah. yeah. His version of good and my version of good just differed. And that was a big problem for me. Well, now you got Pence, though, in the second seat, and you think what happens if and oh, when yeah. he becomes the next contender. He's so damn smooth. He's slick. He's well-spoken. He's polished. He he looks the part. In many ways, he's even more terrifying. Oh, he's Look at what he did in Indiana. I mean, he the stuff that he did with the... The, you know, he wound up closing down all the AIDS uh, clinics down in the southern part of that, that state. Immediately, there was a huge spike in HIV because he closed down clinics where people could get clean needles. Right. And they just like a huge spike in HIV. He did, you know, uh, he put he they, the money for gay conversion therapy, but also other, you know, anti-gay stuff that he did. Um, he's a real, real menace. He's yeah. a, he is he is run by his very strict religious ideals and they're scary ideals. These aren't like, these aren't like happy, like, you know, Jesus was a cool guy ideals. These are yeah, gay people will burn Jesus, in hell forever. That's his idea. They're ideals. designed, honestly, the gay conversion thing is designed. I mean, the end result, no matter how you slice it, is to cause people to live with self-hatred, guilt, and shame for the rest of their life. Yes. The, the, I've been to the services where they trot the guy out and they say, and he tells his quote-unquote sure. testimony uh, where he talks about how, you know, I, I used to be perverse and have sexual deviancy in my life because Satan had got a hold of my heart and I was a homosexual. And then they took him into, they took him in in love. Yeah. And he went through this program, Bible study, and I don't know who all knows what happened behind closed doors. And he comes out and he gives his testimony. But you know, in his heart, for the rest of his life, if he follows this path, he will be denying his true yeah. nature. Absolutely. And he'll be wrestling with guilt and shame. In many ways, they may have ruined his entire life. Yeah, well, you, know they, you, know what, you know what they do? That's essentially just nailing him into a closet. Yeah. That's what they're doing. They're building a closet around him and nailing him into it. It's disgusting. You know, and it's not just sex, right? Like, think about how, like, I mean, when I think about, like, like re your relationship with your spouse is not mostly sexual. Your relationship with your spouse is sexual, but it's not all of it, no. right? And, like, these guys, they're going to have fucked up relationships because they're not going to have relationships that have a, a, a sexual bond that makes any sense at all, right? And so, like, they're, they're, they're just doomed to be lonely like fundamentally lonely, like they're romantically interested in the opposite sex. They're not just sexually interested in the, in, in the, in the same sex. They're romantically interested in the same sex. And they're going to live this life where they're not going to be able to direct that romantic and sexual energy at a person that makes sense for them to direct it at. And so they're doomed to not only just like a deeply unsatisfying sure. sexual yeah. relationship, yeah. but just to be fucking lonely. And then to hide uh, if they do, you know, try to satisfy themselves, they're going to hide all right. of that and live in shame the whole time because somebody has right. told them to shame that part of themselves. So if they do at one point satisfy themselves sexually, either with another person or by themselves, they're going to be so ashamed of that moment that they're never going to be, you know, they'll never be able to even enjoy it. We talk about this quite a bit on the Thinking Atheist podcast when we get into relationships and how the church operates. Like if the church controls the bedroom, if they control your sexual identity, they got your life. They yeah. got your whole life, yeah. right? They tell you you're broken. You're born in sin. You're born to carnal desire. They tell you that you're broken and they sell you the cure. Yep. 
Yeah. And, and this is a business, it, it's the business model for winning souls and beyond. It's how the church operates, survives, and thrives from day to day, century to century. You're broken, we will fix you. Anything that operates outside of this model, you know, that's broken, we'll fix you. You are diseased, let us sell you the cure. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, this is terrific. This is from Right Wing Watch. This is Alex Jones. God will destroy demon spawn CNN reporter Brian Stelter. Now, you weren't going to be able to leave here today, Seth, without us playing a clip of Alex Jones <laughs> because we <laughs> love Alex Jones a lot on this show and we play a lot of Alex Jones. This clip is especially crazy. So wait, we'll wait, just, wait, I'm sorry. It's crazy for Alex Jones? I think it is crazy for I think for it Alex is crazy Jones. for Alex Jones. Yeah. Most of the time, he's pretty crazy, but this is... This is a lot of grunting. Can, can I ask? <laughs> it's a lot more grunting than I'm used to anyway. Can I ask real quick, Cecil, before we start this, do you have a favorite Alex Jones moment? It, I do have a favorite Alex Jones moment. It's when he, there was a moment where he had a guy that had a lizard mask come out <laughs> and, and they were talking about how yep. they were basically running the world and they both, I think they both had lizard both masks had lizard on. Mask, yeah. They both had fake lizard uh -huh. masks on. And they were both talking about how, how great it was sort of satirically to run the world and what they had run and all the different things that they had control over. <laughs> and they did that whole like, And at one skit. point, one point, one of them says, what does he say? How's your herpes or something? Yeah. <laughs> what does he say to him? He says something like that. And I just couldn't. I was like, no, this is the best thing he's ever done. That's really good. What I, about you? I, my favorite Alex Jones moment is a little simpler, but it's when he eats all those hot peppers. <laughs> and then if you ever see, if you've not seen it, it's the best. He eats all these hot peppers like during a break. During the break, he eats a bunch of hot peppers. He's, he's like, <laughs> he's belching and he's like having like, like obvious distress. Yeah, he's in distress. He's red. Sweating. He's as pink as I've ever seen. And he's just, and he's just, <laughs> into the microphone. He's just, he's kind of, he's, he's dying. He's dying inside. He's dying. But he's also yeah. Alex Jones. And she's like, yeah. I'm really, <laughs> man, I'm about to think that I'm, he keeps, he keeps on trying Belching to hold in like the hold belt, and he but can't he can't do it. do it. All right, so you were in radio. What do you do if you got a belch, right? Because this guy is on the team. What do you do in radio when you have well, to Well, in, in FM broadcasting, we have what's called the cough button, which was our cheat. You got to sneeze or cough or whatever. You just hit the button and it mute your mic while you cough. I see. So, so you mute your mic. That's smart. Yeah, but um, if you're on video, yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. You're, well, you're pretty uh, much well, uh, Howard Howard Stern turned that on his head when he used to just belch right into the microphone back when he first started. He used to just turn and be like, bleh, just right into it. He, didn't, he was like, what? Alex Jones is just Alex follows Jones, the same model. Alex Jones just, he's going <laughs> to... So great. <laughs> Even the, I, the other one that I like too is when he says it's not human intelligence. That's oh, a really that's good. good one too. He kind of flips out and he screams that there's like an alien presence and it's not human intelligence. I want the mind control technology. Yeah, like, I want the, the life, life extension, extension technology. technology. This yeah. guy's the best. What did Brian Stetler do? Or St I'm sorry, Stelter. What did he do to piss him off? He did, was it some article he wrote or was it something else? Oh, I have or? no idea. Yeah. <laughs> No, I have no idea. I have no idea. And that's I, I, the best part is like, I don't care at all. Like, I just, I love his rage, his rage. He just has like, he just walks around like with a rage gun and just points it at things. And it's that's just a t-shirt. I, I, let me write that down. I love his rage. Okay, got that. Got that. All right. Let's play this video. Um, This is from Alex Jones show Infowars. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, 
Hell on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Is he coming? I think so. That Look at happening? that face. He's he giving it. Did he just finish? He wants to run your life. He wants to control every aspect of your life because he knows he is a cowardly degenerate. That guy? That guy? Wait a minute. That guy doesn't just... look like if I gave him my keys, he could park my car. <laughs> <laughs> I would be very afraid. That guy's not running my life. <laughs> That's Stelter, right? Is he got just getting a bunch of different, like, fucking... I don't know, images of I think this he's, guy. Yeah, he's got, like, a the photo montage. Images, yeah. yeah, exactly. He's finding the least flattering images. Sack of anti-human trash. <laughs> I would be disappointed if he descended into ridiculous hyperbole, though. That would be, <laughs> be unbecoming of a reporter. I pledge before my heavenly father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, there it is. I, 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 I will resist them every way I can. These people are the literal. Spit it out, Porky Pig. What the fuck, man? John Madden is right here. Boom. Demon spawn of the pit of hell. Look at him. And you know what? He is better than you if you keep letting him run your life. He runs your kids. He runs the schools. He runs the banks. This guy. That guy? I thought it was George Soros. Just that guy, though? God, you'd be exhausted. The spirit. This smiling, leering devil that thinks you can't see what he is. Oh. He is your enemy. <laughs> He's saying that. <laughs> enemy. Enemy. What, what was with that? Like just, I think he's going to start singing the Spear and Magic oh. Helmet song here in a few minutes. Period. All the narcissistic devil-worshipping filth. I see you, enemy. I see you, enemy. Enemy. <laughs> enemy. You, you are my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to say anything. He doesn't uh, say anything. He just let him I talk. Love it. I love it. Uh, you are my enemy. <laughs> And I swear total resistance to you with everything I've got. Disingenuous, fake, false, <laughs> broke back, twisted. He's mad at a guy. It says adult swim behind him. <laughs> and he's so mad at a guy. He's like, he's mad at a guy who's like smiling by like a cartoon thing. Yeah. Like He's running my life. A defiler, a betrayer, a backstabber, a devil. <laughs> You will pay. You don't think it's I don't see your face, scum? You don't think I don't see you? Stealth okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Seth, 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 you got a great voice. This guy's got a really good voice. Listen to that again. Listen to that one more time. Listen to the change. I, you could yeah. see, I mean, the facial thing, he's got his teeth grit and he's just, he's literally, it's the, the, the vowels and contents are bleeding through the spaces between his teeth. It's awesome. I got to play this part again, though, because this is almost like one of those in a world. Like, it's amazing. You will pay. Yeah, you think I don't see your face, scum? You don't think I don't see you? Delta. <laughs> the you will pay part is so you good. Will pay. It is so good. Right, you try it. Me? You will pay. Seth? You will pay. <laughs> You're more devilish. You got the devil going on over there. I see you. You understand me? I know what you think of me and my family. I see you. <laughs> is he growing? Is he growing? He's growing. What are we, Zool now? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go 
lay down in a refrigerator. Yeah. I'm just watching the color of his face just increasingly <laughs> go crimson. <laughs> Big vein popping out somewhere. Oh, my God. I love this man this so much. This guy's amazing. He would be the greatest dinner party guest oh, ever. God, I would never kick him out. He would live with me. Uh, yeah. I would just never live like, yeah, you can you can, uh, no, I will. Yeah, I'll you get rid of a kid. You control me. Yeah. You could control me. <laughs> right back. You understand that? You understand that, Delta? Wrong speed. They really right? are. They are. God, isn't that deep? My God. Get him off the screen. So evil. Just please, God, free us from them. <laughs> All right. So now you've. I, I don't know how much Alex Jones. I should have rolled it. I don't club. know how much Alex Jones you've seen. But you just saw one clip. Just the one now. Just one now. Maybe you've seen others in the past. Is he faking? Is he putting us on? Absolutely. Yeah? yeah. You think he's making a big joke of everything? I, I, it's like uh, he was part of that lawsuit. Was it last year? And I think his lawyer had one of the defenses his lawyer had put forward, at least to the press, yes. was yeah. calling this... Alex Jones and his shtick performance art. Yeah. And I thought, right there, yeah. there's the smoking gun. I mean, right. we, do I think he knows there's a sucker born and every minute, yeah. Do I see religious conservatives who either don't know about this stuff and yeah. they post a little bit of the more benign stuff? Sure. Uh, it's like when people post David Wolf memes, right? Uh, David Wolf is the guy who uh, who says that gravity is uh, is gravity's toxic and chocolate is a, is uh, was brought here on the cosmic wind and is part of the energy of the sun. The guy's just lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sounds amazing. Yeah, David uh, Wolf. Mental note: More David Wolf. David yeah. Wolf. W O L F E. And and what happened was is it, I think that David Wolf's a charlatan as well. He's one of those guys who sells just crazy batshit ideas, and then he sells this blender for like hundred and fifty bucks <laughs> on his website, right? <laughs> but he catches people by doing these happy clappy like I'd like to buy the world a Coke. Yeah, let's all love each other. Let's all be better people. Memes. And then once he sinks it, those little memes into you, when he gets you to subscribe, then he goes into more of the deeper. Woo. And I see Alex Jones posted in evangelical circles this way. They find something that sort of plays into the Fox News conservatism angle. Sure. Yeah. And either they ignore or just don't care about all the other insanity. There is a great YouTube video that shows. And I wish I could remember who compiled it. A list of Alex Jones predictions over the past, I think, 10 years. The things he said, this will happen, right? <laughs> this will happen. You mark my words. And they went back and they they actually did some fact checking and they went to the times and the dates and the predictions that he made. And they're like, nope, nope. nope. This didn't yeah. happen. nope. And so you've got the predictions. No prediction. No prediction. No. And I think the video goes on five to 10 minutes. <laughs> And so just Google uh, or YouTube Alex Jones prediction fail or something. It pops right up. It's beautiful. But no, I think he's I think he's a performer. I think he's filling his pockets. I think he knows there's a sucker born every minute. And I think he knows that it's this, people gravitate to these charismatic, strong, bizarre, bad people. Uh, it just 
it hurts the heart to see it happen. But, you know, people trust in it. There are some people who see that and go, well, he's Alex Jones isn't afraid to say it like it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, oh what, what, what tipped me off to the fact that he was he was not real. Um, besides all the ridiculousness, because, yeah, right. because I mean, the ridiculousness <clears throat> itself, you can't believe that you believe that stuff. But then there's there was a moment where Chibani had sent him a message that was like a cease and desist. Cause yeah. he had said like, I guess like they, you know, I forget what he said. He said some horrible shit about their, right, their company. Yeah. Something about, it might've been about immigrant workers or something. I forget I what he said. And they made him, they sent him a cease and desist and he had to go back and, and, base, and eat shit. And he's on his television and basically like, I did not mean what I said and this and this and this and this. And he's keep oh, going. He totally through. walked it back, walked it back. <clears throat> and he's like, and he basically, I mean, he didn't even read a statement from his lawyers as much as he just, basically walked everything he said back and then sort of, you know, couched it in some very legal language. And I was like, oh yeah, if you're really crazy, you don't give a fuck. You're just like, you know what? I'll just, right. just sue me. I'm going to go to my me. grave yeah, telling the just truth. Fucking sue me. But yeah. I will resist yeah. but, with everything I have. Unless yeah. I'm threatened unless with a lawsuit. Unless I'm threatened with a, you know, if in you bring case, me a lawsuit, I will not resist will at all. Over. I will contact my lawyers and write a very nice statement. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he did. And right. And the same thing happened with the Pizzagate thing when he was all up on... I mean, one of the major reasons why Pizzagate even happened was Alex Jones. Was Alex Jones. Yeah. And he spread that word about it over and over and over again. And that guy walks into fucking Comet Pizza with a fucking semi-automatic weapon. Yeah. And immediately Alex Jones scrubs all instances of it Pizza from Gate his off website. His website yeah. It's all gone. Oh, he wiped it all yeah. clean. And oh, then yeah. he comes back with, I never really said anything. We were just following other people's reports. We weren't leading the story on that at all. Yeah. And so it all it's all the cover your ass moments. Because right. if you really believe this shit, you would, go to, you would go down swinging. But I don't think he really believes this shit. I think he just wants to make, now, like you say. How do you get there? How do you get to that point in your life? I mean, are you... Do you think anyone this stupid deserves to be taken advantage of? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's more insidious than that. I think it's like you start off and it's like, well, you know, people really like it when I do that, like crazy, thing. big, angry yeah. thing, you know, and I got angry about this one thing and I'm going to get angry. Now, if I, and I got to find things to be rage filled about, I got to get like, I got to get my hate on what, what sells is this, is this anger. And so then you start going down. I think it's a, it's a series of little tiny snowballs that just, you know, escalate and escalate. Hey, he's got to know it's all just, but he's probably justifying it all with like, you know, it's it, there's slivers of truth within it, you know, that kind of nonsense or people will ask us why we cover it. Right. Because I know, I know Tom and I don't think why it's give real. him the light of day. Why, why, yeah. why help him be more famous? Yeah. That's, that. that's, that's one thing. The other thing too, is if they say, well, if it's fake, what do you care? Well, the people who watch it don't think it is. I think there's a lot of people who watch it that don't think it is. Clearly, think it's clearly a guy picked up yeah. a, a semi-automatic and weapon and went into a, a exactly, pizza place because right? he thought this was real. And this guy is, this guy, nothing we do is going to amplify his voice. He's way, way, way more popular than we are. Like he has million, a million plus people that follow him on YouTube plus, you know, I mean, he's a very, very popular guy. Um, so nothing we do is going to boost his signal. He's spoken with the current president. Yeah. Yeah, a couple times. That yeah. alone is terrifying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and but but you know it, it it is one of those moments where you, where you got to wonder you, you think here's a guy who you know probably is pretty intelligent if he can come up with this stuff and keep that facade up for so long. You know, he's almost like an Andy Kaufman. You know what I mean? Like he's almost one of these guys that that is so entrenched in his own character that it's hard for him to even come out of it at this point. It's a, he's a really, really entertaining person and destructive, terrifying person too.
right, so uh, Seth, uh, what's going on with the thinking atheist these days? What's going on there? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, people still listen for some strange reason. <laughs> people still thinking? Look, people, it, it's like, you guys know what it's like when you, you do something like this where you know there are thousands of people who rely on you to produce content and it's a zero-sum game. As soon as you put something out, you're back to zero. You're ready for the next show, the next yeah. speech, the next whatever. And so, you know, you do this week after week and you wonder if, you know, at some point, is everyone going to come to their senses and realize that I'm, I'm not that good. I'm, uh, you know, I, well, I'm, I'm kind of relying on yeah. people not coming to their senses. Yeah. Don't come to your damn senses, people. I mean, you, it, this speaks to the fear, I think, of a lot of people yeah. who do what we do. Yeah. Like, will... Will there be a come a point when I'm uh, we're, I'm irrelevant or I've said everything there is to say or blah 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 or you, you struggle I think a little bit with creative burnout it, when you're doing this stuff all the time and so I mean I go through that ebb and flow but you know it's it's uh, it's still something that despite the challenges I tremendously love I mean it's weird like I try to tell my religious parents who they can't reconcile happiness outside of God but I tell them I'm like I've never been happier than I am right now. I've never been more comfortable in my own skin than I am right now, doing what I do for the thinking atheist and beyond, meeting the people I meet and whatnot. And they look at me and go, oh, no, you're not. No, I'm really <laughs> Wait, happy. They deny the, the subjective experience of your own life? <laughs> no, that's not, that's not how you I'm feel. I'm really happy. I love... No, no, you're, no, not. You're, not. no you're not. No, you're really? not. Really? Um, but uh, the, the truth is, is that it's, you know, it's a tremendous privilege to be able to, to have these conversations. It's weird. You know, I, I get a chance to bump elbows with people I never thought I'd meet. You know, I had John Delancey from, you know, Q from Star Trek, mm -hmm. and he was in Breaking Bad. The, the, just an amazingly talented actor and voice actor. Had him on the show. I had to meet him. I had the opportunity to talk to Penn Gillette. And, of course, I'm trying not to fanboy the whole time. Like, sure. Penn Gillette, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> and what's weird is I saw Penn and Teller at the Rio back when I was still coming out of the faith. I was still a God believer. And I was like, I was in the audience going, oh, poor Penn. He's just an atheist. He doesn't know the love of Jesus. <laughs> so then I get to interview him on the other side of oh, that yeah, deal, right? Yeah, where I'm yeah. like, dude, I was, in, I was yeah. in the audience at the Rio. And, and we sort of had that moment. Uh, and probably as much or more importantly, I get a chance to hear from people who, you know, they're just, they're taking the, the journey every day and they're just trying to figure it out. And they got people telling them they're crazy or they're going through a crisis yeah. or they lost their mind or they don't have the right to live their own lives. And, and they take comfort in the work that, that uh, happens and the, the videos and, and whatnot. And so I, I, I'll keep kicking. I'll keep doing it as long as people continue to benefit from it. And I've been fortunate to be at a point, thanks to the generosity of my listeners and sponsors, to be able to do it full time. So, you know, that was scary. Uh, but I started full time in the summer of 2015, and I'm still alive. Yeah, still doing, <laughs> still, still doing, doing it. So yeah, it's all. It, I, you know, I'll, I'll do a few speaking dates this year. Um, the American Atheist National Convention's coming up. I'll be there. It's going to be in Oklahoma City, which is beautiful. Bring it to the Bible Belt. Bring it to Oklahoma. <laughs> we need the American Atheist Convention in Oklahoma. Please. And when is, is it? It's always on Easter, isn't it? It's uh, it's and the religious are going to have a field day with it, but it's April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> the weekend of April Fool's. Is that when is that when Easter is this year? Because they normally have it yeah, on Easter, I think right? It's, yeah. They usually finish it up on Easter yeah. Sunday. Yeah, because they normally go out and like do stuff. I from we we talked to David Silverman once, and he was like, yeah. You guys should come down. And we said, when is it? It's Easter weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's kind of hilarious. It's pretty that funny, they, yeah. That they're like, well, it's not our holiday. What do we care? Right. You know, I always thought Easter was a weird holiday anyway, to be perfectly honest. Even when I was religious, I was like, why do we, we just eat a ham? I don't get it. <laughs> what is going on? We're just celebrating the death of the thing. I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let, let's talk for a second. Let's talk about your Twitch channel. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> this 
is exciting. <laughs> this is exciting. So I had for a while, a while wanted to start my own Twitch channel. Um, I never got around to doing it. I, I would never have enough time to do it anyway. Um, so I, I, there's a lot of envy that goes into what you're doing. Um, you're an entertaining guy by yourself all the time. Your, your show is mostly yourself. You'll do interviews, but you know, your show is you and you're an entertaining guy. So when you're on Twitch, you're entertaining as well as playing video games. Are you enjoying Twitch? Well, it, it sort of started as a fluke. I mean, it's, it's at this, it's really more of a distraction. My wife calls it bubblegum for the brain. We all need something to distract ourselves to kind of mindless and fun and, and, you know, I'm not a great gamer. Look, I, you know, I'm a product of the Atari 2600. You know, we had one button on the yeah. joystick. <laughs> and we liked it. And we it. liked it. <laughs> right? Right? We had Tank. We had yeah. we had the horrible E.T. video game. <laughs> Atari 2600. That killed Atari. Yeah. It caused them to go bankrupt. Yeah. We had that game. Um, but, you know, I, I, uh, I, I've always kind of enjoyed it. I, um, and so I just played occasionally just for fun. And I... I had my stepson over and we were playing this game, Alien Isolation. And I posted a clip of me playing the game. I'm in the little postage stamp of the video. And of course, I'd just get my ass kicked. And people are like, hey, this is fun. And so they said, you should start a Twitch channel. What the hell's Twitch? I had no idea. <laughs> Wait, people watch other people play video games in mass. I mean, like people enjoy this. And so um, I thought, what the hell? So I put together just a basic channel. And uh, started, I mean, I just started a few weeks ago and, you know, people show up. I think I've got six, 700 people that showed up for the last one. And I'm just going through like a, I'm playing Layers of Fear, which I like a, a good ghost story and sort of a haunted house. Sure. Motif. Yeah, so yeah. People are, you know, they're telling me, hey, go through this, open this door, <laughs> do this, do that. Are they waiting for you to get jump scared in that? In that, they are, and uh, I'm going to try to do a better job of interacting. I'm still learning it. It's sure. like learning a new language, yeah. right? It's a whole new thing. I, I, I feel like I'm. Look, I'm going to be 50 in April, and I'm like, am I too old to be on Twitch? Like, you know, should, is this just for young, <laughs> agile gamers? Am I trotting into territory in which you I like don't belong? Sprain a thumb. You're like, oh fuck! <laughs> you know, you 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 think that it's all about the games, but on Twitch, it's not about the games. It's about the personality behind you think the so? games. It is. It absolutely. Absolutely is. There's a guy who plays a, a game that I play, Guild Wars. Um, I play a game called Guild Wars 2. And I watch his Twitch stream because he's fucking entertaining. He's an entertaining guy. He's a funny, entertaining guy. He interacts with his chat very often and he'll make jokes and he'll kid around and he'll play the game. And he's an entertaining dude. And I think that a lot of people think, oh, you just got to be, you know, because I also watch a guy who plays the same game and he's one of the best in the world because they do world championships of this game. He's one of the best in the world. So he's a very different type of person to watch. You watch him, not for what he has to say, but for what he can do. Yeah. But there's other people that you watch just for what they have to say and how they have to interact and how how much fun they're having. Uh, my it, my yeah. inner monologue does become an outer monologue. Yeah. I mean, I'll walk in and before you know it, I'm like, you know, this is reminiscent of the, uh, you know, the basement in Evil Dead. Did you see Evil Dead when they did this? And so I'm just sort of rattling off. Sure. You know? And, uh, and you know, some people enjoy that. It's, it's weird. It's like uh, sort of a companion to their day. They yeah. just do it. So, I'm, I mean, I'll keep it up. And if people enjoy. How often you know, are you doing it? Oh, I think I'm doing right now. I'm just doing a couple. Of, right now, it's about bandwidth. It's so hard to get the podcast produced and the videos yeah. produced. And, you know, I'm getting the tour schedule finalized for the year and doing all these other things. But I really am, you know, my, my wife's always like, you're out of balance. Not that she's into like, you know, uh, equilibrium of the universe, but she knows I'm a workaholic. So she's like, you need to make time 
for fun stuff, dumb stuff, family stuff, other yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm the guy when I'm laying in bed, I'm like, you know, tomorrow I got to do this and I need to write that. And I've got this idea for a book and I need with and I need to do this. He's someone to be a great deal. Hey, by the way, I'm going to Chicago. It's going to be a great deal with the this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sit there, my mind's just twirling, just sure, you know, sure. all the time. And she's like, off, shut it off, <laughs> off. And so I'm using it as kind of a way just to, you know, it's bubble gum for the brain. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you're, do, you're doing videos too as well. So you're doing videos and the podcast and Twitch. When do you have time to breathe? Well, I, you know, one beauty of being self-employed is that I can take, you know, I can do three hours and then go down and, you know, have a bite and take care of the dogs and whatnot. And I mean, I can find time. It's, but it's just, it's, it's weird. There's not a, you're at work time and you're yeah, off yeah. time. It's just sure. kind of an always time. I'm working on a, a, a book idea right now. I'm, I, I'm working with a researcher to get some stuff. I want to, don't want to give details yet, but but it's uh, it's probably going to be a year long endeavor for release maybe next year. I'm working on, and this is another distraction, but I, we do an October broadcast every year on ghost stories. Which, I love that broadcast. Yeah, that's fun. So you guys are familiar yeah, absolutely, with it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. great. Well, I I love a good ghost story, and so like seven years ago we started to do this thing where I you know I'd lower the lights virtually and we'd have the music and the emotive stuff, and then we'd tell ghost stories around on the radio, just like old time radio, sure, right? Yeah, Back yeah. before TV was here. And a few, like four or five years ago, I decided to get really clever and write my own ghost story for the end. Well, it, yeah, that's nice. That's great. So now every year I'm like, oh, shit, I, I got to come up with something. <laughs> and every year it gets more elaborate, you know, and I'm like, oh. So I've decided, well, I'm going, if I'm going to go to all of this trouble. May as well kill a man. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Right, because that's how you get no, killed. Absolutely, turn absolutely. both cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't kill him. Turn both cheeks. I've decided I'm going to take uh, a lot of some of the best work of what I've already written and some fresh new material, and I'm actually going to release to Audible, hopefully by this September, a Ghost Stories audiobook. Oh wow, how great is so that? So instead of just like you know my autobiography and Sacred Cows, which talks about religion, this is a total distraction, and my hope is that it'll be appealing to a market that's well outside of atheist circles and maybe bring in some people to the conversations we're having about myths and superstitions, you know, because they're like, I hear it all the time. Well, if you're a, an atheist, why would you, why would you be ever be scared by ghosts? And I'm like, you know, if you don't believe in Lord Voldemort, why would you go to a Harry Potter film or read the yeah, book? Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, we can operate in the realm of imagination and fantasy. We are human beings and it's a great distraction. So that's my, that's my big project now is getting ghost stories, the audio book ready for a release in September of this year. So. You got any other big uh, guests coming up on your show? Anything coming up? I have, uh, you know, I got a, um, an interesting one that's coming up that I'm waiting to take. I'm, I'm probably going to take a lot of heat for this one. Uh, Dr. Hector Garcia is a clinical psychologist in uh, Texas and he's written a book called Alpha God, and he's coming up in February. And essentially, he's, I mean, the way people are going to read it is the reason we have the patriarchal gods of old and and now is because it's man's fault, because it's guys. <clears throat> and we get into these patriarchal societies that oh, help to right. construct the, the the deities and why they look like men and the aggressiveness and the violence and it's the men who start wars and whatnot. And, and of course, you know, I'm trying to automatically get in front of 
those who are going to say this is a man-hating show because it really isn't. But it's an interesting angle from the perspective of a mental health professional who has studied the creation of these religions. I have that. I've got to Dr. Abby Hafer. She's going to talk about um, the not-so-intelligent designer. You know, whenever you speak to a religious person and they're like, look all around you. Look at the trees. Look at the animals. <laughs> they're so obviously perfectly designed. And, of course, we're looking at the giraffe going, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right? Well, she's written a whole book that gives you one after the other example of just crap design. It, it's evolution explains it perfectly. Design does not. And it takes Yahweh and other gods to task for what their design might be. So I've got that one coming up. We're doing, uh, you know, we're just doing a lot of that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, it's a different topic, a different theme every week. And then sometimes we'll just totally hit the brakes and talk about something that has nothing to do with anything serious. And we'll just talk about fun stuff. We did a, a show, I think it was it last year, the year before called the weirdest websites in the world. And we just, the whole broadcast of people going, Oh my God, have you seen this online? And then we pull up at uh, uh, the website oh. on the browser and go, Holy <laughs> shit. And I describe it and all of our listeners go there and you know, it's, it's just a, a fun distraction. Yeah. And most Those websites just getting like a bump in traffic. Like, what yeah. the fuck what is, is going happening? on? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they were like, what's happening? And then they trace it to me and then they really wonder. But mostly it's just about getting together. It's about community and being together and be reminded that, uh, you know, you're not alone and it's okay. And and the tide for reason is slowly rising here in the United States. We're seeing the seculars, the non-religious, they're seeing those numbers, especially in the younger people go up. And, yeah, yeah. And we're alive in in kind of a sea change here in the, in the country. I, I'm not seeing it reflected politically, but no, I am no. seeing it re reflected gener generationally. And I think that will pay dividends in the next decade. Yeah, so. they, they say the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, yeah. are the largest growing group of people. That's the non-religious, the people right. who don't have any religion is the largest growing. They don't need it. I mean, they're not necessarily atheists, but they're like, you know, I'd, I'd rather spend my Sunday with people I care about than yeah. go sit in church. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I've got, uh, I'm gay or I've got a gay sibling or friend yeah. and, you know, I don't, I'm not going to judge them. I just want them to be happy. Good for yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, we see that rampant in millennials and Generation Z, yeah. and and I think it's it's amazing, and it drives their parents and grandparents batshit <laughs> crazy. It, right? it drives them crazy. But don't you care who's sucking whose dick? No, <laughs> no, no, grandma. grandma. Go Here's back your, to sucking grandpa's dick. Here's your five dollars you sent me last year at Christmas. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to congratulate you guys. You know, four hundred is a major milestone. Four hundred is uh, that's a lot of content that you guys have given so much of yourselves for. And I don't think people really realize what goes into putting together a broadcast. I know I don't. <laughs> Many people think, you know, oh, they just show up and flap their gums. And the truth is there's, there's really, there's just a lot of, a lot of gears to the machine, a lot of commitment, time away from loved ones, uh, spouses and kids and, and uh, the things you, you know, you, the responsibilities of everyday life. The fact that you guys are at 400 is mass. I mean, it's major. And so congrats to you, props to you for sticking it out this long, for maintaining the quality you have, for having the audience size you do, and for allowing me to play along here for the 400th. I think that's amazing. Thanks for coming. Thanks for joining us today. Was, thanks for helping us celebrate. It was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun to have you in studio, and we hope to have you again one time for sure. It will be my honor. And I was glad we could buy you some real pizza. I don't know what they have in Oklahoma, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sound like Alex Jones at about three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks for joining us, Seth. My pleasure. Hey, Seth, if people are going to find you on the internet, where would they look? Uh, just uh, go to thethinkingatheist.com. Remember, I am not the thinking atheist. I always make this caveat. The thinking atheist is an idea for those of us who came from a faith culture. We reject faith as a way of learning how the world works. We want to embrace reason and the evidence. So we should all hopefully be thinking. Thethinkingatheist.com. So we want to thank, I mean, this is our 400, technically 401 episode. We want to thank our patrons for sticking with is us. Is this a 400 and once? 400 and once. <laughs> 401. We've had, we've had, we got so many great emails this week and yeah. the past couple of weeks that were saying that people were saying that they had seen us or, or had heard of us episode seven or episode 12 or, you know, even episode a hundred, which is a very long time ago. 300 episodes ago by my man. Yeah. So, uh, so thanks for sticking with us for so long. Thanks for hanging out with us every week. And, you know, we just, we, we, we love that everybody, uh, everybody enjoys it and we get a lot of great email about it. So thanks so much for listening. We are going to go through a ton of patrons because we haven't had a chance to do this in a while. So thank you. New patrons, Vicky Kernan, Javier, Missionary Position Podcast, Linda, Rachel, Andrew's second favorite shoe, <laughs> Shirley, Alan, James, Casey, Rufflebutt Sarah, <laughs> Dumb All Over, Stephanie, Kanya, Chris. Okay, what? Skip that- Skip a Drongs, Kif to Floriding Ring. Sure. Brent, Leslie. Shave me, Jeebus. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, the the wrong crowd. John, the dude live. Dave, Deanna, and Dean. Thanks so much for your generous donations to Glory Hole Studios. You're the ones who make this possible. Thank you so much. Tom, any thoughts, reflections on 400 episodes? I wanted to ask you a couple of uh, episode 400 questions. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, what is the best meal you had in studio? Best meal in best studio. Best meal you've had in studio. We were at the old studio. Mm-hmm. This was over at the Music Garage, and it was the first time we ordered La Pierre Gourmet or whatever. I was going to say those guys. <laughs> I miss those guys. They make like a, like it's like a Thanksgiving dinner. It, it was good. They make a lobster roll. Yeah. That is, it is a mind-blowingly good lobster roll. I had their chicken and stuffing, and I thought it was amazing. I just it's, it's, It was tender and delicious. Rock solid. I think it's a hotel or something. I don't know really what. Good. If it's a hotel, I want to live there. Second best meal was Pequod's Pizza in here first night we recorded. Yeah. Pequod's Pizza. We had a sausage pepperoni. Yeah. We posted it to Facebook, and a bunch of people who only like floppy pizza were very upset. Who cares? But they don't amazing. count as people. It was amazing. It, 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 every it was time we ordered, genuinely it's amazing. amazing. So that's probably my second favorite. Worst meal. Worst meal we had here was Roots Pizza. Yes. <laughs> Roots Pizza was delivered here, and it was uh, it's it's Minnesota or something Quad, Quad Cities Quad City Quad City style pizza. So they took this shitty pepper, like shitty sausage, and they crumpled it up, and it's all greasy and gross. And it's like so there's not like a you don't bite in a sausage. It's just like so much of like a sausage essence to the pizza, which was really unpleasant. And then they cut it in weird strips and it was cold. So it was like, imagine eating a mozzarella lasso. That's what it was like. It was disgusting. I think you're forgetting about that place where we ordered chicken. I got catfish. Do you remember we got, we got oh, we threw it out. I threw it out. I just threw yeah. it out. 
And and it yeah. was I ordered chicken and it I threw tasted it away. like the catfish tasted like dirt yeah. wrapped in uh more dirt. Different a different <laughs> color unpleasant. of dirt. It was like yeah. it was it was catfish improperly prepared. And then it was uh, oh, I remember in that. the cornmeal. Oh, in the cornmeal. It tasted like dirt. It, it did tasted taste like, like dirt. actual dirt. It tasted like you were eating like a handful of sod. It was so it was bad. Awful. And that then was... I, I tasted my chicken and it was so dry. I literally, I took a bite <laughs> of it and I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't eat it. I, I like, oh, and I'm starting to chew it. I'm like, oh, it tasted like eating chicken chalk. And I was like, I'm out. And the other place that we ate that was really, really bad. I had to go home, run real home real quick. They delivered it while I was gone. And I came back and it was a barbecue place and it was super dry. Oh, I do remember that. Threw that away too. So there's been a couple places that I think are even worse than Roots because I did eat the crust of the Roots pizza. You know, another wonderful meal we've had here: RPM Italian. Oh, RPM Italian is outstanding. Our RPM Italian. Outstanding. D- delightful. What's what's great is it's a high-end restaurant here in Chicago. It's hard to get into. That's hard to get into, but they deliver. Yeah. So we got we get there once in a while. And I'll get the I'll get the chicken parm and it's perfect. So. I get the uh the the, the squid ink pasta. Yeah, squid ink Holy pasta. Shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Calamari. So yeah. 400 episodes, man. What's something that this show has done for you that you never suspected we would do? I got a chance to talk to Dan Savage. And I've, I've always wanted to talk to him. I've, I listened to his show and I heard him on, I've heard him years ago on this American life. And I always wanted to just have a conversation with him. And I got a chance to do that through this show. And I thought that that was outstanding. Outstanding. We have, we've been able with the, with the, with the aid of our audience, we've been able to donate more money because of this show. Yeah. Personally from money we've earned and then also money we've raised through the show than I could have ever been able to donate yeah, myself. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Using my own private means. Yeah. I, I, I thought about that the other day. I was thinking about episode 400. And I was trying to think like, how much over the course of those 400 episodes, yeah. how much good do you think that's done? Yeah. You know, like yeah. we joke about like, oh, it's just a dick joke show. But like, it's tens of thousands of dollars yeah. that, that's been raised and donated sure. to Doctors Without Borders. Think of all the charities we worked with yeah. over the course of those 400 yeah. episodes. It's like yeah. we've accidentally done some good. Foundation Beyond Belief. Um, we did uh, Modest, Needs. Modest Needs. We did uh, Doctors Without Borders twice. Uh, ACLU last year. Right. This year we donated to uh, It Gets it Better. Gets better. Um, there's probably going to be a vulgarity for charity up our sleeves pretty soon. And you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll fork out for that as well. Um, we, we donated a lot throughout yeah. the years. Um, this last year... Uh, we donated directly to Modest Needs during the uh, the Smalley Podcastathon. Plus, the previous year we had raised with the scathing guys twenty five grand for them. Yeah, um, it's just that's so, something I could never have done with my private means. Yeah, you know, I just I just would never have been able to do it. Yeah, I I thought about that the other day, and that's something that I'm I'm just like I'm inordinately proud to have been a part of. Yeah, for sure. You know? for that's sure. that's a yeah. really cool. Yeah. That's almost as cool as some of the food we've eaten in this yeah. studio. <laughs> 400 episodes, 400 man. 400 episodes, yeah. This I is think- this is like this this show is one of the I'll I'll say this too and then like this show is like one of the very few hobbies I've ever had that has sustained right this for a long, long time. Yeah, this long. long. Me too. I mean it it's been it's been a, a a long ride. We've been doing it. We did it with with everyone's a critic beforehand, and then we start. You know, we've been doing it with this show for at this point six years. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's been a long time, and it's and it's and it's one of those shows. It's one of the things that you know I look forward to every week. I look forward to the record. I yeah. look forward to the final product because it's uh it's always fun to do. So 
Yeah, it's crazy to do something for this long, this many episodes, and still enjoy it. And still like and it. Still yeah. enjoy still it. Still like genuinely. to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for sticking with us for 400 episodes, or even if this is your first one, thanks for sticking with us for one. So uh, we we're happy that you listen. We got a bunch of email we got, we want to get through. Uh, we got a message from Grant, and I, I had mentioned I had made a quick joke about the pineapple pen song. And if you just do a Google search, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's just a weird guy who's just saying pen, pineapple, and apple in a different way, and it's goofy and whatever. But anyway, I made a joke about pineapple pen, and then also pence, and so he made a pineapple pence. It looks great. It and looks it like looks a. Great. He looks like a like an evil supervillain, like a pineapple flavored. What's, what's the pinhead guy? What is that guy? What's uh, he, he's a he's from Hellraiser. Yeah, well, they have a name for those. The Cenobites. Uh, maybe. Yeah. He looks like one of those guys to me. I guess he kind of does. Yeah, he's kind of got a little, you know, because it's it's a pattern on his face that looks like yeah, so he looks a hexagon. He's got that like grid thing yeah, he's going, got a grid on, going on. Going like, on, he looks all spiky. So yeah. check it out going to be on this week's show and it's 401. I think it's appropriate because I think voting in Trump was opening Pandora's box. <laughs> so it makes sense. I'm just there's saying gotta like, be some, there's got to be some great quotes that you could take from Hellraiser and put it and make it and make it sound like Trump would say it because it's, it's got to be some great quotes like you will not escape us or something like that. <laughs> you know, like there's got to be something great in there from I, I, I've seen the movie once, but I don't remember what they say. So. I'm just saying, I think a box that shoots out fish hooks. Yeah is more pleasant than our current administration. I'd rather I'd rather put it by my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got a message. This is a while ago. Um this is from Miliardo and Miliardo says, um Tom, why don't you just read his his email? Now this is referring to an episode we did where Alex Jones is just freaking out at one point he says and the pot belly PBPs are doing stuff and we could not figure, figure out. out what he's talking Heads about. Heads or tails what pot belly PBPs are. Tom, read this email. He says, he says, I've officially started walking around the office, putting this into common, common conversation, hoping somebody will clarify. Examples. I fixed the printer. Boom. Who gets the pot belly PBP? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> guy walks in, pissed off to the side. Jeez. Who took that guy's pot belly PBP? Am I right? <laughs> this is my favorite part. So far, not only has nobody clarified, <laughs> nobody has questioned it, you know, as if I'm about. making sense. Uh, I don't even care if that's true. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think it's true because we, uh, if I like I had a job. I remember once I had a job and near the uh, and I hated the job, it was a shitty job and it made me mad. And so I would do little shitty stuff like this all the time just to relieve my frustration. One of the things I would always do is people would call and they'd want to know where we were in a mall as working at a, at, a, at a high-end like audio store. And they would want to know where we were. I know where you were working. And, and high-ish end. <laughs> and so, I mean, they thought they were high-end. Anyway. It was terrible equipment. We were, yeah, it was, it was awful. We were near a gazebo, yeah. right? And so that was a landmark. Oh, I remember and this. People would call. I remember this. every time I'd be like, yeah, it was a store right across from the gazebo. Gazebo. <laughs> Nobody ever said, do you mean gazebo? No, they just like, I'd be like, and I would, I would purposely say it two or three times. <laughs> be like, we're like right across from the gazebo. Yes. So if you find the gazebo, we're going to be across from the, and I would do it like, it's I, like mispronouncing grotesque, like a grata skewy. <laughs> <laughs> it's grostic. <laughs> Oh, that's so nobody funny. like that's you so could funny. do that. I also like I used to passive aggressively like there was this woman that was super 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 superficial um, and very vain uh -huh. and like her hair was like a big deal for her and every time she would come into my office 
I would do this thing where I'd look at her eyes and I would quick flick my eyes up to the top of her head. And I, I did That's this. That's so mean. I did this. That's because so mean. I did this because I had a mirror in my office and I would, I would tell, I'd be like, oh, oh, and her name was Lisa. I, my, my assistant, Johnny, be like, I'm going to make Lisa look in the mirror. Uh, I get, I will You're make Lisa. So mean. And she would come in and she'd talk to me and I'd flick, flick, flick my eyes and she'd turn around and check herself in the mirror. She did it every <laughs> single time. <laughs> Every single time. It was the best. You're it was such the a best. Dick. You're such a dick. I don't like people you and I want to hurt them. You should have said to her, so, is that a pot belly PVP on your head? <laughs> or you just happy to see me? <laughs> uh, we got a message from Wolfwing and Wolfwing uh, says uh, says that he, re- he was reminded of a joke. Um, the internet is where men are men, women are really men, and eight-year-old girls are FBI agents. <laughs> That's a great one. We got a message from Lee, and Lee says, we misgendered the Peachy King. Um, we had said maybe she transitioned, and now she's the Peachy King. And uh, and and uh, and Lee thinks that we misgendered Peachy King. Lee, you do not know what the Peachy King's made-up pronouns are. So <laughs> you don't get to tell me that I misgendered the Peachy King. I get to decide what the Peachy King's pronouns are, and they are she and he. So thank you very much. <laughs> so we got a message from Matt, and Matt says, <laughs> I love how the guy, he's talking about the guy who was saying that, uh, that we, we it was, it was before Seth was on, and there was a person who was talking about how great if you if you love Israel and you're nice to Israel, everybody else prospers. And he said, I heard this half an hour after hearing the U.S. just had the biggest single one day stock crash in history. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah right. no, that's fine. That happened. Yeah, it was bookend by two mass shootings. So, well, yeah. yeah. We only care about neither of them. Yeah. Now. <laughs> only, everybody's We're talking waiting about for the, the next market. one. We already don't it's care good. about it's the fine. last whatever there might be one right now we don't care about who knows got a message from aiden and aiden sent in a facebook video of a helper horse and we're gonna post it on this week's show notes because it's amazing we also got a message from (laughs) kernan and kernan found a fox news uh, uh lower third which is almost certainly not edited by kernan at all <laughs> dr alvita quote peachy king <laughs> so we will post it on it. this week's show notes oh we got a message from gavin and gavin had said that in australia a couple of years ago the prime minister had said something about something like shit happens when a soldier died and then he gets confronted about it and it's tony abbott and the video is priceless on this. I'll just do a search. We it's didn't so get a funny. video, so we yeah. have to search for it. But it's Tony Abbott. Shit happens. There's a guy who confronts him, and Tony Abbott just stands there, and I think he blows a circle. <laughs> just, he doesn't say anything, yeah. and he just kind of shakes. It, he has a straight-up petite mal seizure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the only explanation. It's crazy. It's the only explanation. Oh, it's nuts. It was a really funny video. Thanks for sending in, Gavin. Got a message uh, from Brian, and Brian sent in an image of cognitive dissonance, the beer. I can't wait to try it. it. Tom's going to find it, and we're going to try it. We'll let you know how it is, but thanks for sending it. You can find an image of it on this week's show notes. This is a great message we got from Dan. Dan said, congratulations on 400. Um, He said, He said that he looks at Trump the same way people look at domestic abuse. If you aren't turned off by the first punch, then all subsequent punches seem about the same in comparison. 
He said, if you weren't completely turned off by the Mexicans are rapists, maybe some are good people, then anything that comes after is mild in comparison or slightly worse. Grabbing by the pussy was a big one. That shocked many people, but ultimately did nothing. And, and it's, I think it's so true. Um, so yeah, I, and it, and it's funny too, because he says, otherwise you have to beat him with policy because outrage has left the station and it's, there's nothing you can say about him now that can make you more outraged about what he People is. aren't even yeah, outraged. They don't even care. They, at this point, they've come to expect a certain level of awfulness. We got to Valentine's day poems. Oh, I thought these were that beautiful. That are also headlines. They are hilarious. We're going to post it on this week's show notes. Thanks, Chris, for sending them in. They are really, really funny. Yeah, they are. We got a, a long email from Trish telling us about her uh, her experience with getting Peter Popoff water and how they just kept sending stuff in the mail over and over. They would put on the, they would start asking for more and more money. And then sh- they eventually started just sending it all the time. She would put stop sending it and they would just keep sending it over and over. They had to resort to saying, we don't believe in your God. We are atheists. Stop sending. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so I guess Peter Popoff, like, like, uh, uh, Seth had mentioned is just, just Just breaking it in. And he just throws out as much crappy, you know, fucking sortable garbage shit junk mail that he possibly can. I love this. This is great. This This is, is this is from Brad. Brad sent. Uh, we, we this is from the, the the talking point about uh, Trump, and it was not real. Like putting little pizzas as toppings for his pizza, <laughs> and so he see he made a pizza. And he put pizza bagels on it. I I want to eat this pizza. That's so funny. It's hilarious. We're gonna put a a, a photo oh, on this week's so show. It's funny. Brad. Hilarious. God. My favorite part of that article, though, is this when he's in a sing songy voice and he's singing about it. <laughs> like that to me, just it just it just makes that it's article so, so good. It's so, it's so good. Little pizza is <laughs> so fucking funny. Oh, uh, so this week, um, this week's mass shooting happened uh, in. Uh, where did it happen? I don't even in Florida was in it? Florida, Florida. Yeah. yeah, I don't know which. I don't. It does. You know what? You know the problem, reason I don't know is it depends. Depends on on what which, day the yeah. show releases. Yeah, because it could have. There could be <clears throat> another one. We're talking about the one that happened. That everybody's still talking about on Valentine's Day. Talking about on Valentine's yeah. Day. So so this show really that was on Wednesday. The show released Monday. There might be another mass shooting be between now and shooting. then. But the one we're talking <clears throat> about is the one from last week. So don't get confused. Um, we know that it's easy to get confused about these things. Try to remember to care for seven days yeah. about each one. Yeah. Minimum. See what happens. Like, like your marriage, you know, <laughs> like your marriage. Um, but yeah, we can give it a try. We want to, what we want to do is we want to, we want to share Carlos sent in a message and he said, Hey, there's a GoFundMe for the victims of this. We're going to put it on this week's show notes. I don't know if they're going to reach their goal. They already have like $500,000, but there's a lot of victims. Yeah, so right. So if you have some money in your pocket, some change jingling around, you want to donate to it, you can check this week's show notes for it. Um, don't worry. Next week, we'll have another mass shooting GoFundMe. So if you miss this one, guys. You should probably just include this in your monthly budget. If you miss this one, you'll be able to donate to another mass shooting almost certainly very soon. So don't worry. You, you're not going to miss out. And if you miss the news on this one again, don't worry about that either because they're not going to stop talking about it until the next one. Just take all the money that you were going to spend on sensible gun control laws. Yeah. And you can use that. You can just use that because you don't need that. Yeah. Well, we want to thank Seth Andrews for joining us. Seth has was a great guest. He's a lot of fun to talk to. 
really nice guy. One of the guy, one, like just a guy that when when we got a chance to meet him in person, wonderful he's just guy, yeah. he's just a wonderful guy, giving with his time, willing to come in here and be on, uh, listen to us for three hours worth of time, and then uh, and then we had a great night. We wound up going out to uh, for a steak dinner with him after the night after. And uh, he was a really great guest. And, uh, and he puts on an amazing show. The Thinking Atheist is one of those cornerstone shows that atheists should know about. Uh, if you haven't checked out his show, The Thinking Atheist, you should. Um, it's really great stuff. He's got a great YouTube channel. He's been doing a lot of uh, live stream stuff too on Twitch. So check all that out. You can find all the information for that on this week's show notes. This is episode 401. So you can find out all the links to Seth's social media, as well as the stuff that he does that he puts on the internet in all different types of formats, video and audio. But that's going to wrap it up for 401 for us, Tom. That's going to be it. And uh, to another 401 more. Why not? What the hell? I got no plans for the next six years. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. <laughs> We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.